Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. And Justin, I'm going to need a little reminder here. What are we listening to right now? We're listening to the lacrosse team outside. The lacrosse team outside. It is time for the Fumble Rooski podcast by Power 88 Dean Radio. So buckle up. We're in for a wild ride. We have a lot going on right now. The draft is just in two days. Actually, when you guys receive this podcast, when it's published, it will have been... It's the day before the draft, so that's coming up. That's going to be very exciting. We still have a lot to go over for that. Uh, we have a tr- uh, trade between the Ravens and the Chiefs that we need to go over. That's a big trade for the AFC. But first, we have a special guest. We have our personal friend, Cameron Alden. Cameron, he I understand you are a senior. You go to, you, you are, you go to school with us at Dean College. You're going to graduate in a couple weeks. How does that feel? It was crazy, to be honest. First, like yesterday, I just walked on campus for the first time. So you feel like you were just you were just here a couple weeks ago, like you just got here. Yeah, it does. Time flies, man. So Cameron, do you want to tell the people a little bit about yourself? I mean, I think you did a pretty good job. Uh, I'm a senior. I know you guys, sadly. Uh-huh. Um, big, big Mayfield guy. So, sure we'll, yeah, sure absolutely. We'll that. That, there's what I wanted to hear. This guy is one of the biggest Baker Mayfield fans you will ever meet in your life. You know, I got to say, I'm not big. I'm not much. I'm not huge on Baker. But, like, if you are going to represent Baker Mayfield, there's nobody who does it better than Cameron Alden right here. Diehard Baker Mayfield fan. I'm sure you. I'm sure you like the Browns if you like Baker Mayfield, right? Correct. I mean, now I do. No one liked the Browns last 20 years. It's not kid yourself. Tear yourself. <laughs> I mean, no. It's not like nobody liked them. It's just they. They were terrible. They blow. <laughs> All right. So we're gonna get right into it. So, um, so to go more in depth of this trade between the Ravens and the Chiefs. So the Chiefs have needed a some uh some offensive line help for the past over the entire offseason they lost after after the super bowl they lost they they cut both their tackles and they lost their center as well they wound up re- replacing their their center uh with a guy who just came out of retirement to come play for them uh they still don't have a right tackle but they got their left tackle now in Orlando Brown so they made a trade a couple of days ago with the or the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, they gave up their 2021 first round pick, a third rounder, fourth rounder, and another late round uh, fifth round pick uh, in res- in uh, in exchange. So the Chiefs receive a uh, they obviously they receive Orlando Brown, and they get a 2021 second round pick and an additional late round pick. Uh, now. The Chiefs get exactly what they need. They had they needed big they needed a lot of help at uh, at the tackle position. Uh, so now for both of these sides, uh, I'll start start with you, Justin, the Ravens fan. Uh, how do you see this trade for working out for both uh, for each side? Well, as far as the Ravens side is concerned, we knew this day was coming. It had to happen eventually before the draft came up because. Orlando Brown Jr. made it very clear that all he wants to do is play left tackle for personal reasons. And since we signed Ron, 
Stanley to that big contract, he realized that that wasn't going to happen. So he asked for a trade. So it was only a matter of time before it happened. And it kind of put us into a bind of like, we can't get like the proper value for him. So we had to like scavenge and find somebody that was willing to take him, plus give us adequate cap or draft value for him. And unfortunately, we landed on the Chiefs. But I think we got some pretty good, decent picks and cap for him. We got a first-round pick this year and a couple of other picks that we can use in the draft. I believe we'll use one of those picks to get a pass rusher because we always do that. But I think hopefully we use our first-round pick for a – or one of our two first-round picks on a wide receiver. I think the Chiefs get better because they finally have some – they got a – I think they got better on the O-line this year, uh, this offseason. I think all in all, they started off – horrendous after the, the 2020 season and then somehow got better. So I think this addition to, for Orlando Brown helps both both the Chiefs and the Ravens in different ways. Absolutely. I think this helps both teams. Um, they did have to give up a 2021 second round pick. So they gave up their second rounder as well yeah. as or- Orlando Brown. Um, but they do get a first round pick out of it and a third rounder. So it – I mean, it seems pretty even, but Cameron, what do you think about it? Um, I think we're already seeing the beginning of the end for the Chiefs. I think Mahomes will always keep them in contention, but I think they looked fatigued. They looked almost boring in the Super Bowl. They didn't have anything new, and it seems like the game plan has kind of been found out on the Chiefs. Their old line was never good last year, and that got exposed in the Super Bowl. It's a very bold move to replace the whole entire thing. Um, and we'll see how long it takes Mahomes to really mesh with them. As for the Ravens, I don't see what the O-line matters. I mean, Lamar Jackson's not in the pocket anyways. I mean, the left tackle was pretty vital to that. Um, I mean, considering that's his blind side, but, it, I mean, Thurney's good enough to replace him. So I think I, I think the tra- trade was made to be bigger than it was. Okay. So... I thought coming into this offseason, I, I completely agree. I would I would have completely agreed. I think this is the beginning of the end for those championship contending Chiefs teams where Mahomes is basically just a game glitch in in Madden and he's just he's just slinging it all over the field and he just can't seem to do wrong. And I think uh, I thought the super I thought Super Bowl I thought Super Bowl fifty nine was going to I thought Super Bowl 59 was going to uh, was uh, I thought that was a good indicator of uh, what uh, maybe a little bit of foreshadowing of what's going to come. But uh, after this trade, so after this trade, honestly, they might be Super Bowl contenders again. They may not, you know, they may not win it because I think the issue is like there's just some sort of a curse. Where, or some sort of mental factor that plays into losing a Super Bowl because teams just teams who lose a Super Bowl just don't go back and win it again. I think it's happened about two or three times in the history in Super Bowl history, um, and teams have only gone back about seven, eight times. So it's extremely rare. Um, but I think uh, this move makes them Super Bowl contenders again. And if they don't, if they're not, if they don't win it next next year, they could they could very well be in the mix again uh, the year after that. 
See, it's this is what it's going to come down to in in the next uh, decade or so with Patrick Mahomes' contract and all the contracts of all these other players is that they're going to have to man. It's going to come down to how they manage their money. Uh, it'll come down to how they how they draft and how they if they're able to pull moves like this to sort of remain in contention, kind of stay in the mix. Uh, that's kind of that's the way the Patriots did it. That's how they were the able to. That's what how they were able to stay uh, in contention for a very long time. They were smart, and this is and if the Chiefs are going to remain sort of a dynasty, if you will, uh, this that's exactly how the Chiefs are going to have to do it. This is the type of move that you make uh, to for sustained success. I don't um, think it puts them back in the Super Bowl. I mean, they're obviously going to be Super Bowl contenders when they have the homes. But, like, their D-line is their biggest problem because everyone knows the way you beat Mahomes is you run the ball, keep them off the field, and they can't stop the run. Um, down the stretch, they got a little better, but then they seemed to collapse again in the playoffs where they were in these wild games and just couldn't stop the run. Are you Mahomes forgetting they the have field. Chris Jones? You mean the dude that goes off sides every time there's a big play coming up? Oh, my God. I think you're thinking of Justin Houston, aren't you? Mm-mm. Wasn't it Chris Jones who did against New England, and he also did no, in the Super I'm Bowl? Thinking, I'm thinking of the other guy. Who Who is it? Who jumped off sides during D the Ford. AFC Championship? D Ford. D Ford. I think you're thinking of him. He's yeah. been on. He's on the. He's been on the 49ers. No, Chris no, Jones was, is the guy. Uh, is, he's Jones. a run stuffer. I'm pretty sure Chris Jones went off sides on a big third down in the Super Bowl. That I mean, there's no such thing as a big player in that Super Bowl. That Super Bowl was a, a blowout from the start. To be honest. It really was no competition, but I'll take your word for it. <laughs> I mean, let's be honest. That Super Bowl was not competitive. It, it was, was competitive in the beginning. Uh, maybe a little bit, but just think about it. There, They didn't score a touchdown. It was all field goals, and yeah. Patrick Mahomes was running for his life for the entire time. But if you look at the first quarter, it didn't feel like that. It felt like they were moving the ball down the field and they just got stopped and were settling for field goals. And then all of a sudden, the second half came back. They made no adjustments, and that's the way it was. It, Are we gonna it, do it was like that talk? the whole time. Yeah, we will. Uh, we're going to go. Uh, we're going to do that in just in just a minute. Um I guess we can do that now if you really want it. But well, no, so I, I was 49- just reading a whole bunch of stuff on it, and I was like, all right, well. All right, I, we can get to some of your thoughts. Um, but first, uh, the 49ers, uh, according to Ian Rappaport and several other uh, other uh, sources, uh, it turns out they have narrowed their quarter their uh, quarterback room to uh, Mac Jones and Trey Lance. So no Justin Fields to be seen here. Uh, no Trevor Lawrence or Zach Wilson, obviously, because they're going. They're most likely going one and two. Uh, however, uh, there's no Justin Fields to be seen here. But the big choice is between Mac Jones and Trey Lance. Now, ever since they've made this trade, there's been a long debate. You and I, Justin, you and I have been going back and forth debating and kind of speculating on who they're going to draft. It's been a very long uh, few weeks since this trade has happened, and we real, we're, we still it still baffles me how we really just don't know who they're going to take. Um, and the, it, re- it baffle, baffles me that Mac Jones is an option. Really, I just I don't let 
I get it. There's been some players who have succeeded under Mac Jones' play style, but you have to be extremely intelligent to be able to do it, to kind of just sit that back there in the pocket, not quite too, not quite mobile, not quite the, not exactly Aaron Rodgers or Patrick Mahomes, but you have to be able to just sit back there and just read def- read defenses, be able to pick their, uh, pick teams apart. Um, so I'm going to ask one last time before draft day when we fi- when the truth comes out and when Roger Goodell calls the uh, uh, calls the name of the player the 49ers are drafting. But who are the 49ers taking with the third pick in the 2021 NFL draft? That is the question of the day. I, for some reason, bel- <laughs> I believe it's going to be Mac Jones at the end of the day because I think he fits what they look in a quarterback. And all he has to do is just fill in the system and make throws that Jimmy G for some reason or not seemingly can't make and then run the offense the way they want it to run. So as long as he can do that, he can be the franchise quarterback of the 49ers. But I will say that they need to stop looking for that mold of quarterback because Justin Fields is a better quarterback than Mac Jones and Trey Lance. But for some reason, this guy keeps dropping, and I don't quite understand why. I believe he is the second-best quarterback in the draft. It's like a hair above Zach Wilson, but I still believe he's better than Zach Wilson. You think he's better than Zach Wilson? Yes, I think he's better than Zach Wilson. Wow. Yes, I don't think – I agree with that 100%. I really do believe – Zach Wilson, I think, is one of the most overrated prospects in the last couple of years. See – I look at I the I, take of any. See, I look at the college that uh, that uh, Justin Fields goes goes to, and I'm ext- I, now I want to believe that he's going to be this great player. Everybody f- compares him to Deshaun Watson. However, the issue is he goes to Ohio State. How many players? How many quarterbacks have come out of Ohio State to actually be good? On the flip side of that, who did Zach Wilson beat? Exactly. Zach Wilson beat nobody's all year. And when he went up against the undefeated Coastal Carolina, he lost. So it's like it's not really it's like not SEC worthy talent like Mac Jones or ACC talent like Clemson or, or the national playoffs like Justin Fields and Trevor Lawrence. So I'm like, who does Zach? His like competition isn't the same as like every other quarterbacks except like Trey Lance. Well, I don't think you can hold it against. I don't think you can hold it against uh, uh, Zach Wilson for for beating teams that he that he should be beating. If he's beating the teams he needs to beat, then that's then there you go. I understand that, but the teams he should be beating are not NFL caliber teams. Okay, he's not and NFL he's, players. He's still it's beating. It wouldn't it be more of a problem if he wasn't beating them? Well, the problem is, so like, I think Zach Wilson's overrated considering he's going to the Jets. Oh, it's not him. It's the Jets. It's the Jets now. Okay. Find with him, like if he went, let's be real. Whoever goes to San Fran will will succeed right off the rip. They're the better team. You know what I mean? It's possible. So they'll be good off the rip. But so like, I'll bring up Baker real quick. The reason I love Baker so much is because of what he did to the Browns. How many quarterbacks went there and just failed to turn it around? Baker did that. I don't think he gets enough respect for that. I just don't. And you could say maybe he's not as good as people say, like Josh Allen, right? But I'm surprised Josh you've gone this long in this Buffalo episode around. without mention, <laughs> mentioning Baker Mayfield. 
So, like, Zach Wilson could be good to say he went to, like, a New England. You know what I mean? Where they have pieces and smart guys around him. But Zach Wilson's not a good enough individual to turn a team around. See, that's a that's a fair argument, and I certainly agree with that. But I mean, you can't really hold it against Zach Wilson for the team that he's for the team that he's going to. I mean, if very few players can just go to a team and just turn and just change a culture, especially when their rookies coming out of the draft. Baker Mayfield. It, it took like three years for Baker Mayfield to get to where he where he is now. No, and it's, it, what, where is he right now? Twenty one touchdowns to eight interceptions. I mean, that's solid, but is that is that like turning the franchise around? I mean, look at look at the roster too. It's not like he was coming into a into a, so why a bad situation. Why couldn't Johnny Manziel do it? Why Johnny Manziel? The roster sucked then. The roster sucked. Then. Sucked when he got there. Baker. It, it, it was it was pretty good when he got here. I'll build issues for Johnny Manziel. Uh, so like the See, Sanford. You know what I think is very overrated. Kyle Shanahan. You Kyle think Shanahan's, Shanahan's overrated? Probably one of the most overrated coaches in the league. So you think you think San Francisco is a great situation? Thirty-five is that a good record? Twenty-nine and thirty-five. He is a negative coaching career. Negative. So you said that San Francisco is a great is a great situation to be in, but Kyle Shanahan's overrated and he's not a great coach. You want a negative coach? I think I think we've all expected Kyle Shanahan to be good. He coached Matt Ryan to a Mickey Mouse MVP. Aaron Rodgers was robbed that year. He was robbed that year. Go look at Aaron Rodgers' numbers. And then it was also the year Julio was unstoppable. Yeah. Okay, and, and but it was Shanahan still a great a year, and it was with Matt Ryan. Like, it's, it's not – it's Matt Shanahan Ryan. gets too much credit for that, though. He also – he did the same thing with Jimmy Garoppolo. Oh, wait, time out, time out. If you say he that uh, – Jimmy Garoppolo, he got absolutely embarrassed in the Super Bowl. We're getting way off topic, topic, by the way. Oh, wait, can um, I ask this question? Yes. Cam, if you believe that Matt Ryan's ring, I mean, MVP was a Mickey Mouse MVP, wouldn't that give more credit to Cal Shanahan in, in the scheme that makes Matt Ryan look like an MVP caliber quarterback? No, because it's Mickey Mouse because he, Kyle Shanahan did nothing to get Matt Ryan there. Okay. But look at look at where Matt Ryan is now in those four in those Falcons teams. Ever since he's left, they they weren't they haven't been the same. They made the playoffs once and then they've uh they haven't been good ever since. And same, same with Matt Ryan. He's been more of just a fantasy football guy. Like that's the only relevance he has to the fans. Be a good coach. Who? Josh McDaniels. Do I think he could be a good coach? I think if he gets another opportunity, he could be. I, I don't. I fail to see how this is relevant to the conversation. But that's uh, he succeeded when Belichick was around and when he had other people to do things for him. So Josh who was McDaniel. around? Who was around? Who was around when Shanahan was in Atlanta? Dan Quinn. <laughs> and did we need to do? We are well, How's How's Dan like, Quinn doing now? He's fired. Yeah. I got hired by Dallas. He's, but he's, I think. And I how's think Dallas doing? Uh, That's the Niners taking Matt Jones would be the biggest F you to any scout ever. Every scout is saying, don't take this dude. But yet, Kyle Shanahan, because they announced today, it was like the GM uh, said something and was like, yeah, you know what I mean? At the end of the day, we're, we're taking what the coaches say very heavily into a consideration. 
So essentially he said, you know what I mean? Kyle Shanahan made this pick. Don't blame me. So now Shanahan thinks he knows better than any scout who says Matt Jones is not even a first-round quarterback is what I'm wearing now. Not even a first-round quarterback. And you're going to reach for him at what, sixth they have? Fourth? That, that, that's the biggest F you to the scouting team I've ever seen. I think it's hilarious, but I think For those of you who are wondering about the noise in the background, our lac- the lacrosse team lives on they they live on our floor and they probably have a grand total combined of about maybe say two brain cells and they don't know what what the hell is going on at 11:30 at night you know maybe uh, it's f- finals night study for study for something for once in your damn life but um yeah as you can see we're uh, we're very patient with these lacrosse players um but yeah I don't, I don't know. I think Mac Jones has the has the. I think they're they're too caught up. I th- I can agree with you to a level, Cam. That they're they're relying too much on this. They're thinking too much on the scheme with Mac Jones when they should really just be looking at the upside. And I think between Mac Jones and Trey Lance, Trey Lance clearly has the upside. Uh, he, now he may not be successful. He may not be successful right away but he could be one of those players who's a project and by the and by say a year a year or two from now uh, he could be somebody who could actually be a <coughs> a great NF, starting NFL quarterback in this league you know just look at look at Josh Allen his first couple it took him a couple of years to get to the level he's at but now he's an MVP candidate and he's playing well so you know, there's the situ- the situation's good in San Francisco, so he can it it's the place is right for him to grow, and in a couple of years we could see the 49ers having their franchise guy. Uh, now Mac Jones, I think he could be good. I think he could be say Kirk Cousins level for me, like a solid quarterback. Jesus, these guys just don't quite. Right, I got a question for you. I don't mean to cut you off. I got a question. Okay. You said in a couple of years, right? Meaning they're not going to be great for a couple of years. If hold on, Kyle Shanahan's record is twenty nine and thirty five now, right? If he has two more losing seasons, do they keep Kyle Shanahan? I think you have to put that into context. Last year, it, a great deal of that was so last year, uh, this past year. So it was this past year. It was injuries. They were the team was hampered by injuries. George, they lost George Kittle. They lost uh, what's his who's the uh, uh, they lost jo, uh, Nick Bosa. They lost their they lost their quarterback and both of their wide receivers were in and out of the lineup all year. Uh, in uh, in uh, Debo Samuel and Brandon Ayuk, so th- they were really injury riddled that year. And the year before that. They they didn't have much of a roster to work with to begin with, and on top of that, their franchise, their alleged, their who is going to, who's supposed to be their franchise guy, Jimmy Garoppolo, he tears his ACL, and they wound up winning two games that year. Uh, so the year where they really felt they were in contention uh, during uh, the 2019 season, when they went to the Super Bowl, I think that's the best year where you where you look at it and you say, okay. Uh, when he, when every, when the cards are, when everything is in order, when all the ducks are in a row, uh, this guy can actually coach fairly, fairly well, and he has a good system that that works. 
and it works under Jimmy Garoppolo of all players. Now, it's not like we're taking a Aaron Rodgers and they're going 13-3 and three and losing a Super Bowl. This is Jimmy Garoppolo, who is mm-hmm. a decent quarterback. All right, so this is this is a guy who, I mean, I think he's been able to to make do with what he's had for the most part, and it there, it's been an unfortunate situation for part of it. All right, so who was the number two? I just read a theory, right? Who was the number two prospect pick when they traded up for the third pick? Who is who's the number the number two prospect? When, when they did it, when they made when Sanford made the trade, there's a theory out there that they thought the Jets would just take Justin Fields. So you so think they, it, they you think Zach they want Wilson. Zach Wilson? No, I think it was Ian Rappaport may have reported it. Someone reported that there was a theory that they thought the Jets leaked something that they were sold with Justin Fields. So when Sanford made the trade, they thought they could get Zach Wilson. Well, they only made the trade a few weeks ago, and they've been pretty fixed on taking Zach Wilson for a, for a couple months now. It's not like I feel like it was just it was going to be Justin Fields for a, a little while, but it's it really turned the tide really turned into uh, they're going to take Justin they're going to take uh, sorry they're going to take Zach Wilson. So it's re- it's really just sh- shifted in that direction drastically, to be honest, uh, mm-hmm. which is really crazy. I I didn't see anything wrong with Zach Wilson. Or sorry, uh, with Justin Fields. I mean, but I can understand why they like Zach Wilson. I mean, that guy looks. They call him. They down at over at a Utah. They call him the Mormon Patrick Mahomes. And if you watch him, yeah, he li- he lives up to it. It he it really is crazy the abilities that he has. He's on. It high. seems like every year there's quarterbacks that are hyped up, and every year we all fall for it as fans. And then every decade, there's one good quarterback that comes out of it. Maybe two. I, I think Trevor Lawrence will be okay. And I think whoever goes to San Fran will be bad. I don't think Zach Wilson will be good. Uh, I like Trey Lance, but I, I think it depends on where he lands. And I, I don't think Matt Jones will last You know, what I mean, too long in this league with the style he plays. I think we're looking too deep into this. And like 90% of quarterbacks take and fail in the first round. They don't. They, they just don't work out. But every time there's hype leading up to those people. Well, every, there's that's the same thing with every quarterback. Well, mm-hmm. if you look at the statistics for uh, the rounds before the fir- after the first round, it's actually even worse. You know, so you the the best chances of getting a, a legitimate star NFL quarterback that's in the that's tip that typically comes in the first round. You know, you can just you can just go back. Uh, to even ju- just to you can go to Peyton Manning, you can go to Doesn't Aaron Rodgers. I'd like to look up how many starting quarterbacks right now of all 32 were taken in the first round. I don't think it's more than 50. percent I don't. I if you want to look it up, that but, is. I, I you know what I mean. But have your little I, assistant behind you do that. I'll just simply ask you: How many quarterbacks do you know who have been drafted uh, in the third round or later have been have wound up becoming star caliber NFL quarterbacks. I know I know of Russell Wilson. I know of Tom Brady. Besides that, who else? Unfortunately, Dak Prescott. I I was I, thinking I, I, of concluding him, but do we do we? 
I think yeah. he's a very he good default quarterback. He got the. Contract. I mean, if, if we if we include Dak Prescott, I think we include Kirk Cousins at that point, right? Yeah, I mean, yes. Kirk Cousins has been successful. You know, what I mean, you don't want you you want to say you're not he's not, but like he got that big contract. I mean, for a while he was top. I don't know what would you say, fifteen quarterback. Yeah. good enough. You know what I mean? I think, but like, I think at least two of these quarterbacks will be worse than Kirk Cousins. I I think Kirk Cousins is a very solid NFL quarterback. I don't think he's I don't think he's a franchise guy. I'm gonna look it up. Last ten years, QBs taking round one. All right. Let's see it. I think. Um, <laughs> well, you can go back in in recent ye- in uh, recent years. Uh, in twenty in twenty nineteen the twenty nine what was it the twenty twenty right, draft there was Justin Herbert twenty ten the quarterbacks taking first round Sam Bradford and Tim Tebow both of them extremely hyped coming out how they do not that great twenty eleven Cam Newton and Jake Locker Lane Gabbard okay Cam do? Newton Cam Newton panned out he did. So one, 20, one, 2010 three. wasn't a quarterback so, draft, so was what it? Are we, what are we, one for like seven right now? 2012. 2012 was really good. Andrew yep. Luck, Robert Griffin, the third, Ryan Tannehill, and Brandon Whedon. So you're two for four. Two for four. So you're <laughs> including you Ryan Tannehill? No, yeah, Robert Ryan Griffin. Tannehill. Ryan Tannehill's a success. 2013 was not a good draft year for a quarterback. 2013, you had EJ Manuel. Bust. 2014, you had Blake Bortles, Johnny Manziel, and Teddy Bridgewater. Oh, for three. Oh, yeah. 2015. Teddy Bridgewater's a special case. Uh, all right. Jameis Winston in 2015 and Marcus Mariota. Oh, for two. No. 2016, Jared Garth, Carson Wentz. I'll give him two yeah. for two on that. That's a. 2017, Mitch Trubisky, Mahomes, and Watson. Two for three. Two for three. That's a that's a loud two for three as well. Yeah, yeah. That, that is very good. 2018, Baker Mayfield, Sam Darnold, Josh Allen, Josh Rosen, and Lamar Jackson. That's, that's, a, that's a damn draft. good quarterback that's draft. A, that's a damn good one. 2019, Kyler Murray, Daniel Jones, Dwayne Haskins. One and a half out of three? Yeah, I don't like Daniel Jones. So I give it to Kyler Murray, though. He's legit. And then That's 2020, awesome. Joe Burrow, Tua, I think Herbert, and Jordan Love. I think Daniel Jones is going to be a special case. He's going to he's going to be somebody where we don't we don't know we. This is going to be a telling year for Daniel That's Jones. If he, if he sucks this year, then we'll I'll I'll give you that. You know who is uh, you know who I do what I do like is uh, this quarterback draft so far from this past year, Justin Herbert. He's a real stud, and I honestly, so. I don't, I don't think so. Justin Herbert, I think he landed on the best team. The best team Ooh. out of the quarterbacks. The, San- the Los Angeles Chargers are the out best of the team. Quarterbacks drafted. I mean, two was not great. You know what I mean? And Joe Bar, I think Joe Bar was not that great either. But Justin Herbert, I mean, he landed on a bit of an unpopular opinion, when you think. Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow, yeah. He had a he yeah, was the dude pretty takes good. too many sacks on purpose. He rolls out of pocket. Oh, you think he gets pocket. sacked on purpose? 
That no, line sucks. No, the, the offensive line sucks. He had like the tenth uh, longest time to throw in the pocket. What do you mean? He's he's a rookie. He's a kid. But, top ten. That, that offensive line. Top ten time to throw. How do you know? How do you know? Like, what do you mean? Had the ten? He he also has legs, so he 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 probably bought a lot of time. It's not just oh tenth top longest. He was just standing there in the pocket. You have to put that into context. He had no offensive line. It's what are you looking up now? Twenty QB time to throw. He's probably extending time with his legs, like Russell Wilson does, like Lamar does, like all these. Time other- to throw means in the pocket, not outside the pocket. He did. He, where's the statistics where he was? He had the long, tenth uh, longest. Because I'm really not sure he had ten. That, he he did not have ten. He is Mayfield Allen. He's like bottom half. Mm-mm. Look, Joe Burrow, he showed plenty of promise. Yeah. To at least be able to say this kid has this kid has potential. Uh, I'm gonna list you quarterbacks with less time to throw. Okay. okay. Kyler Murray. Yep. Okay. He had a bad he had a bad year too. No, Jared just... Goff. Jared Goff. That's Baker Mayfield. Same with him. Okay. Lamar Jackson. Lamar Baker Jackson Mayfield. also or Baker Mayfield Matt also Ryan, didn't throw that much. Matthew Stafford. And Where also Bar falling with those quarterbacks. I I think Joe I think Joe Burrow is a very good quarterback. Who could actually? Who could wind up being a good, a good quarterback? I think he's okay. I, I think the Bengals are the Bengals. They don't like to spend money. They'll never surround him with talent. So like Andy Dalton is very good. You forget about that. And, and it was just another talent wasted. And but I feel that's how Joe Burrow is going to end up too. I mean, I love I love me some red rifle Andy Dalton, but. Do you really think yeah, it was, was hit Andy hit Dalton's talent, or do you think he was just surrounded with a good team in his early playing years? I mean, you consider his team a good team? I think I think AJ Green in his prime and Mohamed Sanu are act, in back in his prime years are actually pretty good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think. And remember, remember Tyler Eifert before injuries ruined his career. They were actually pretty um, good. What about the and, yeah Marvin the Jones? He never had no line. And his defense, that defense was vicious. Like literally, they they got dirty at times, but that defense was vicious. That helped. They yeah. helped him. Domito Pecco, Fontes Perfect, Adam Pacman, Jones, Reggie Nelson. They used to have a little rivalry with the Steelers. Remember that when they yeah. used to just bash each other. That's how. Uh, that's how Antonio Brown turned into a little. Uh, probably got CTE. A little bit going probably. there. But we can't diagnose it yet. But Cameron, Cam, you said you had some some thoughts on the draft that you wanted to get to. Uh, so do you have do you have those in front of you? Do you want to sh- do you care to share with us? Well, no, it was just the big. You know, I mean, I'm not big on I'm not sold on Zach Wilson. I think you know, what I mean, there'll be two good quarterbacks that come out of this. The rest we duds. And as just statistics tell you that. You know, what I mean, we just read off all those quarterbacks. You know what I mean, it's under fifty percent the hits. So the more quarterbacks you take, yeah, you get a couple of the pop, but you also get more that don't. All right. 
But the only way to get a good quarterback is to actually try to draft them. Well, yeah, you know, that's you, what I'm saying. It's you miss like, 100% of the shots of you don't like, take. I'm tired of, like, every year, you know what I mean, these, like, fans and the media goes crazy for all these quarterbacks that over 50% of them don't pan out. It's like, actually, look at what the scouts are saying. And the scouts are right most of the time. Well, that is their job. You, you know could I mean? look they at what the scouts were saying about Tom Brady. If you look at the his scout report, it didn't work. It didn't look like it was going to work out. They they thought he was going to be a career backup at best, uh, if he yeah, could I even mean, make happens. a major. Like uh, people stand out. There's outliers and everything. There's and it turns out that's just who he is. Well, exactly. So I mean, it's it, things never always pan out, but and in fact, most of the time it doesn't. But you need to. You it's important to roll the dice, especially if you're a, an NFL franchise who's looking for your franchise quarterback you know if if you actually end up tapping on one of these these quarterbacks you could actually um you could actually become become a great franchise for years to come just look at the kansas city chiefs they traded up to at, to number 10 to grab patrick mahomes and that turned out to work and it, it turned out that that worked out and patrick mahomes wasn't a player who was exactly hyped up the way he is now you know, mm-hmm. people thought that he was a reach. They thought there was some. There were some. I don't know who thought. Saying everyone that. thought the Bears were going to take him. What are you talking about? He was a reach. Everyone Nobody thought, thought the, Bears the Bears were going to take him. him. Who, who thought the Bears were going to take him? There's there's people coming. There's teams coming out now who are saying, "Oh well, we were going to take him at number 11." Now that he's turned into a a, an, a future Hall of Fame player, possibly. You know, people are like, oh, we, we were going to take him at number 11. Do you really believe that? Do you really think that they're just – why didn't they say that before? Why are they saying that now that he's become this – this uh, the face of the league, literally taking the league by storm? Right. I just New don't believe it by a, for a second. Report, the Bears were in close talks with Mahomes during the draft process. As we know, they didn't meet with Watson. It was Trubisky and Mahomes were the quarterbacks they were looking at. And many thought it was Mahomes that they were going to take. No, they were fixed on they were fixed on Trubisky for that whole time, and it turns out, um, Deshaun, I mean Deshaun Watson's another guy, but I don't know, it, they it just you you just have to roll the dice, you have to roll the dice. You're we're going we're debating between these three quarterbacks here. There is Deshaun Watson, Patrick Mahomes, and Mitch Trubisky. All all um. Two of the three are superstars in this league now. Now mm-hmm. the other guy, he's just below average garbage. I think Trubisky will be Zach Wilson. You Watson think Trubisky's going to be Zach Wilson? Yeah. Well, like I'm not saying like he'll be like you know what I mean, but like we're going to look back on this draft, and that's who he's going to be. He's he's going to be. You know what I mean, they reached for him, and he wasn't as good as everyone thought he was. Okay. Okay, you can have so, your opinion. All right, so we're gonna get we're gonna move on to the next, uh, the next part, and so we t- we've talked a little bit about uh, about Baker Mayfield, how you're a diehard Baker Mayfield fan, and I'm sure you you like the Browns a little bit as well. Um, I'm actually surprised you haven't gone out of your way to mention him at all, uh, quite as uh, well, quite as sure. much as I thought. Uh, but give us your take on. Uh, Baker and the Browns, just the state of the team going into the 2021 season. 
I, I think they're in a great position. I think Baker, I, I think he's a dark horse MVP candidate simply because he has to be. I mean, you see Josh Allen put up numbers. You see Lamar Jackson won an MVP. So now you have the best team around you when you look at these two other teams. And it's time for you to put up numbers that people expect you to put up. So I think you will. Um, he, his numbers last year were pretty good post-Odell. Uh, he had two games early January. They were complete rain and windstorms where helicopters weren't flying. I mean, so you can't hold those two games against him because he, that's the element he plays in. You know what I mean? Um, so, like, the numbers were really good after Odell. And I think if he continues to put up those numbers, he'll, they'll extend him past his fifth-year option. So there, that's interesting that you talk about the offense uh, elevating to that level because it really hasn't changed very much this offseason. Um, it, most of the change has been for the, from, this, uh, from the defense. Uh, so do, do you think, do you think ju- the, just the team will – the chemistry – on the team will get better and the, just the play, the play will just flow a lot better? Or do you think it's – what do you what do you think it's going to be from that? I definitely think uh, the safety they got from the Rams. I'm blanking on his name right now. Troy Jones? Uh, yes, that, I think that was a huge signing. Um, he was the captain of the Rams defense with Aaron Donald and all of them and Jalen Ramsey, and he still ran that defense. So I think that will be a massive signing. Clowney's great. I mean – do I think he'll put up fantastic numbers? No, I think he's a little overhyped. But now it's someone else that O-Lines have to worry about combined with Miles Garrett. So I think that frees up Miles Garrett a little bit more. So I think their defense need help, and they address it really well. That's why I think Baker needs to perform this year. If he doesn't perform this year, then you, you, there's going to be some big question marks. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It's so, yeah. So you you think Baker's going to be an MVP candidate this year? I do because I think he has to be. You think <laughs> he has to be? I think he has to be. Baker has to perform at that level. So not just not just any any statistics, any signings to back it up. Just he has to be. He has to be an MVP. He has to be on that level. Ha- All right. Say he performs another. Like, this was a good season. You know what I mean, I, I, by no means am I saying this season was great for him, but it was a good season. And then they go into that fifth year, you know what I mean? And then it's like, will they be talking contract? Uh, do you give Baker $40 million? I mean, that's that's the number. That, that's where everything's at right now. Um, Baker also doesn't strike me as the dude to play hardball come contract time. Um, I think if there's one quarterback that's going to take a pay cut, it'll be Baker. I think Lamar is going to demand the bank, and I think uh, Lamar will bankrupt that team. You think? Okay. Um, so that's a great transition into our next into our next part of this show, and I I kid you guys not, this is an actual this is an actual debate that went on that has been going ongoing. Um, I wish I was kidding. That this has been going on between between. Uh, these two between Justin, our co-host, and Cam, it's whatever. Um, Cam, uh, so Cam thinks Baker Mayfield is better than Lamar Jackson. Justin disagrees. Justin thinks Lamar. Justin thinks Cam is crazy, and that Lamar Jackson is absolutely better than. uh, Can you put a poll? Can you put a poll on Baker Mayfield? 
I'm, I'll put I'll put that in to follow up when I publish this. To do some research for this, right? Uh, I need you to do some research for this. Look up the passing numbers, put them side by side, and see what people pick. Well, okay. why don't why don't we just put in the poll and have people do the research for themselves? I mean, a yeah. lot of people know. Because people won't do that. Put the numbers side by side, see who <laughs> they pick. Do you, I feel like you're gonna ask me to put in numbers that just support Baker Mayfield's. No, just, just basic completion percentage. Although I'm, not, I have uh, to say I'm not sure what numbers would actually support that. <laughs> if he's talking passing yards, sure. But if you're talking wins, it's I want the, yards. I want touchdowns. I want picks. I want completion percentage. Lamar's right, better at you in picks. He has, he was the lead in touchdowns at one point in time. He was a unanimous MVP, and you know. He's just flat out overall. And he threw into triple coverage and the biggest throw of his season this year. Triple coverage for a pick six. And Baker still lost to this man. Funny that. You can't even say he lost to the defense. No, he lost to Lamar Jackson. I think Lamar Jackson's throw to to seal that game or that pick six is probably top five worst throw of the season. And, And it came in a time where you cannot afford to do that. That's not a week five game. That's take your time, make the read, and you threw a horrible ball. He just threw one bad pass. That's that's the way but I saw it. It's when you make that bad pass. You can't make it there. You can't. Great quarterbacks don't. And you think Baker's a great quarterback? Yeah. I think you just threw out a stat about his touchdown and interception thing, which was 21-8 and eight, if I was correct. Lamar was 26-9. and nine. So more touchdowns and just one more, one more <coughs> just one more interception. Two and zero against the regular season. Didn't get to face him in the postseason. So undefeated in the regular season this year. Beat him both times. The first time pretty badly. The second time more convincingly. And he did so with say it with me now. His arm, not just his running. His arm in the final two minutes of the game. You mean he, when he faked an injury to leave the game so his defense could get him back in the game, then he came back and won? What are you talking about? That defense was failing when Lamar left. What defense did Lamar did the what defense was being played while Lamar was out? I I, did, I just didn't see anything special that happened. Why do you leave? Why do you leave? Because he had cramps. I don't understand what the – he had cramps. Player, you want your NFL starting quarterback leaving a game where they kind of want to win because he has cramps? I don't want my guy doing that. He's done that one, once in his NFL career. All I'm saying is when you got to go, you got to go. And so sometimes – What does that I, have to do with this, Adam? What does that have I saw, to do with I saw him. I saw him walking down – running down and back – from that locker room. And I just got to say, I know that Waddle, you know, he definitely, my boy said that's cramps. That's all you you know. When you have Taco Bell, things don't go, (laughs) things don't always go so smoothly or say Chipotle, you know, any, anything Mex, anything Hispanic, Mm -hmm. uh, uh, sorry, uh, Latin food, you know, it's some, some crazy stuff. Just saying, when you gotta go, you gotta go. He Take was not. He was not pulling a Paul Pierce. He must have he felt ten pounds lighter. Must have felt ten pounds. So I, I, I he was running a lot better play. after that play. He threw a I also think the hit that took him out in the playoffs was not 
it wasn't soft, but it was not a concussion protocol hit. There, yeah, there were concussions. I don't know what you point. There were just multiple more hits on game that were worse than that. And, and you're saying he got taken out, taken yeah. out to save Irishman. Okay, so he to be out and, of that stadium. That's so you didn't see Lamar's head snap back, or are we just uh, de- avoiding that? Are, are we going to go through the season and find all those hits where it wasn't deemed concussion protocol, but just happened to be after he throws a worst throw of his career, and then that happens? First off, the reason he got a concussion is because our our center, for some reason, can't handle a snap to send it to our quarterback. He throws it over Lamar's head. Lamar Jackson throws the ball away, and then he takes a hit, and then his head snaps back, and then he gets the concussion, and he's rolled out for the rest of the game. That is the mo- that was the blow that killed us for the rest of the rest of the season. Not the interception, because if we actually look at that game, they couldn't score for after the touchdown. They legit could not score. I, I just think that there are so many harder hits that aren't the concussion protocol. And then that gets put into concussion protocol. I think that's a soft hit. It also depends on how the hit happens. You know, yeah. it's it's not it's just the placement of it. How his head, like if your head snaps back, it's not just taking yeah. a direct hit, like a direct hit from the head, uh, to the head. It's you're also, you know, your if your head snaps back, your brain like your brain isn't just when your brain is in your skull. There's still some room for it to move, and the issue with this is when your skull either snaps back or takes a direct stop, like so suddenly um, d- during a hit, then your skull, your, the brain's gonna hit the wall that that sc- the side of your skull. It's gonna it hit the inside of your skull yeah, and no, I, it can I, I, cause I know issues like work, that. But like there was no fencing pose from him. He he didn't look. You know what I mean? He looked like a man who who, who lost a game. You know what yep. I mean? He, he did not look completely out of it. And to be, to be taken out of a game where your team needs you, availability is the best ability. And he, he just doesn't have it. Even when my guy's not available, he's still better than your guy. Your guy can't even beat my guy. He's not even you know, on the level. I've, I've failed to see when uh, Baker Mayfield's couldn't beat the Chiefs with their backup quarterback. I mean, that wasn't Baker Mayfield didn't even get the ball back. <laughs> that, that was their piss poor defense we talked about. I think that defense was that defense was on good. Roll that second yeah. half. He was playing we, really well that second half. Are we talking about Cleveland's defense or or Kansas no, City's defense? Like the second half of that game, Baker Mayfield woke up and he was playing fantastic. He just didn't get the ball back in the fourth when he needed it. So Baker, so Baker Mayfield's defense or Cleveland's defense? Baker Mayfield is on a team. I think he was talking about Cleveland, Cleveland's defense. So, Cleveland, so Cleveland's defense is bad. Well, you said Cleveland's Baker defense. Beat, you said Baker couldn't beat Kansas City with a backup quarterback. Well, Baker Mayfield didn't face the backup quarterback. He faced their starting defense. So, like, that's not really a... Right, but weren't you talking about Kansas City's defense being pretty bad, too? He was talking about Cleveland's. Baker Mayfield was on a roll about second half. He just didn't get the ball back. Baker Mayfield got the ball back. They win that game. Psych. He didn't. didn't. 
I mean, only one of these te- players has had an MVP caliber season. Mm-hmm. So you think can, you think only Baker Mayfield MVP is due? No one had tape on him. Good job. Seven games worth of tape is still seven games worth of tape. It's not nothing. It's pretty substantial. And then the next season he wins MVP. Come on. That's pretty substantial amount of tape for you to make an adjustment to it. And it seems like he made an adjustment to the league. His his throwing arm got better. He was able to throw down the field. I mean, it, it seemed in the beginning of the of his career, he just seemed like that it felt like the Ravens had to go with a high school a high school type offense. He he couldn't throw the ball when it mattered most. Um, still can. He can. He can. I thought Cleveland learned that lesson up in Cleveland when we beat y'all. He but became a very capable passer to the point where they actually had to team opposing teams had to uh, had to respect the pass game, and it allowed. And it allowed Lamar Jackson to sort of be able to run all over teams all season long. And but however, once you get to the playoffs, it gets to a point where a team is going to be able to stop the run and force you to throw. And I just don't think Lamar Jackson's abil- passing abilities are good enough to overcome that, where you have to come back from a large deficit or if you're forced to throw so many times. Feels like when L- Lamar Jackson wins games, when he's allowed to rush more, um, or if he he's able he to get out throw. to big leads. But if you if you can't um, if you can't get the run game going, mm-hmm. and if you can't uh, if you fall behind, then teams that are centered around a, a quarterback like Lamar Jackson, they're screwed at that point. It's the same. It was the same with Michael Vick. There's a reason why he didn't survive in the NFL. He got arrested. Same reason Lamar won't. Yeah, he got arrested, but how about the in the years that he was here? He played well, and then after he came Lamar back, he played well. I think, my, well, Michael Lamar Jackson's his own guy. Lamar Jackson is Lamar Jackson is five times better than Michael Vick. Michael Vick said that his his own self. He's Take broken Michael Vick's passing off. records, and he had he's had back to back thousand yards rushing seasons. Mm-hmm. But at the Again, same time, tell me a main rushing quarterback who has won anything big. Oh wait, they don't. They don't. Russell in the time, Wilson. Baker Mayfield has won anything big. Does mm-hmm. MVP been like win a Super Bowl? He he hasn't yet. Yeah, neither of them have. Neither of them have. So it's going to take time. But it's yeah. but. But again, Lamar doesn't have the weapons Baker does, and yet Lamar is still considered a better player than Baker. Baker Mayfield has gone through four coaches in three seasons. And he's had Jarvis Landry and Odell Beckham Jr. during all of those years. And Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. Four four different offensive schemes. He had uh, Wait till year two. Wait till year two with a confident head coach. You guys do have a confident head coach. And now we do. Yes, now coach. we do. So hopefully you guys do a little something. But y'all still not beating, beating us, respectfully. All right. We'll have to find out about just just how this winds up turning out. It, it feels like we can debate about this all night, but it re- it's really going to come down to how – um, how it, how things plan out because we could talk about what's going to happen the Baker Mayfield MVP MVP campaign it just has to happen 
There's Lamar Jackson, who hasn't won a Super Bowl. We're going to have to wait for it. Um, but we're just going to have to find out. All right, guys, do you have any any closing thoughts before we uh, before we end up we're, before we wrap up for tonight? Just wait till Zach Wilson's a big bust. Uh, nah, Lamar's better than Baker. That's all I got. All right, now as a running back, maybe as a right. as both a running back and a quarterback, he's far better than him in every single way. All right, that'll do it for us tonight. Thank you for listening to us. Make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel. Check us out on Spotify and Google Play. Also, be sure to follow our Instagram at FumbleRooski underscore podcast to keep up with our podcast and the latest coverage on the NFL. Otherwise, we will see you next week. Over and out.